There it is. Alright, moving on. Did the microphone trick me too? I've been a sports fan my entire life because all of my friends are horrible people. Yes, Cam had a very bad game. Can we get that on tape? Get that overrated piece of crap out of this conversation. <laughs> are you sure you want this on tape? That's what I was transitioning to. Big time Timmy Jim Chris Sale, Bartello Cologne. A lot of tears and a lot of beers. I can't argue with anything you say. Man, I kind of wish Landon was here sometimes, though, because he argues <laughs> with everything. Yeah, how can he argue Cam did not have a bad game? <laughs> <laughs> Every week we think about redoing the intro, but there's just so many good clips in it that makes it hard to take it out. And it's still relevant. Yeah. I mean, Brad cackling, Landon admitting Cam's bad, and then, like, we don't want to take out when we were at the Mariners game. That's never going to happen again, nope. most likely. Nah. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the Mulligan this week. And there was a bunch of options. Um, one of we kind of wanted to talk about, but it's not really a Mulligan. The stat change in the FanDuel DraftKings cost the guy a million dollars. Yeah, taken from a, what was it, a sack to just a tackle for a loss. Yeah. Went for a walk with his dog, came back, and was $997,000 poorer. That would suck. Yeah. But it's not really a mulligan with that. It was just a crazy story. So for the mulligan, we're going to, for the second time in three weeks, Gardner Johnson, the corner from the Saints, getting punched in the face. <laughs> Must be a good trash talker. So... Gardner Johnson from the Saints, the corner, and Wims, the receiver for the Bears, kind of got into a fight. It was like the longest weird fight you'll see because early on in the third quarter, someone was, fourth quarter, I can't remember now, it's been too long. Gardner Johnson ripped Wims' mouth guard off his helmet and threw it on the ground. And there's a funny thing with John Boy where he's like narrating it and like the players going around the mouth guard and trying not to step on it. And finally someone just chucks it. And there's like two or three series that happen. And then Wims pops Gardner Johnson in the face and he just kind of looks around like, what's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. First, he tries to yank his chain off. I don't think he actually got it. I don't know. I didn't see that part. So Wims tries to yank Gardner Johnson's chain off. Then he pops him in the face. Then he hits him again. Yeah, because he, Johnson, or, yeah, kind of stood there like, what are you doing punching me and put the helmet on? Yeah. <laughs> and he hit him again. It's like, I mean, always double tap, right? Yeah, double tap. <laughs> but to go along with the two punches, Wims gets two games. He's suspended for two games. One for punch, yeah. Makes sense. Which also seems crazy that Wims got two games for hitting a guy in the helmet with his hand, but Bostick didn't get any games for cheap-shotting Dalton and taking him out of the game. Yeah, the NFL doesn't know what they're doing. No, so, they don't. It's so dumb sometimes. It makes no sense. Like, you're... An- is Gardner Johnson just really that good of a trash talker, maybe? Maybe. Maybe he's just that good and just... That's how to get under people's skins. First, Michael Thomas took the week off. Now, Wims. <laughs> Should have looked to see who the Saints are playing in a couple weeks. Maybe he's got another one 
under his belt and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to wait and I'm going to try and get this guy. Let's see. Uh, he, he's not going to do it right away because they got the Bucks. Then it's the Niners. They don't even have anybody to fight. No, they got the one one receiver, Aoki. Oh, Ayuk, the rookie. Yeah. He's about the only guy they have left. Yeah. This, no, we'll see this week. Yeah. Maybe he goes down next. And then the Falcons after that. So maybe he goes after Calvin Ridley or Julio or something. That'd be good. Goes after Matt Ryan, gets him ejected. (laughs) (laughs) Makes the game better. Team better. Yeah. I don't know their back your friends, but. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Falcons death chart. Is it Matt Schaub still? (laughs) Probably. Uh, It's probably some random dude. It is Matt Schaub. I was like, I think it is Matt Schaub. I don't remember him. How old is Matt Schaub? Oh, he's got to be like 38. That's your guess, 38? I'm going 38. Yeah. 39. Just turned 39. In June. So, yeah, just this year. All (laughs) season. It's just this year. Don't worry. He just turned 39 on his last birthday. (laughs) But Wims fighting Gardner Johnson. Uh, Saints ended up going on to almost blow the game, right? Yeah. But won in overtime. But the mulligan goes to Wims probably for punching Gardner Johnson in the face. Because like they say, the second guy's the one who always gets caught. Well, if you do it twice, yeah, you're definitely going to get caught. <laughs> oh. So if you want to be like Wims and take advantage of your mulligan, you can head to Homestead Farm and Golf in Linden, Washington. Rates are officially down now that we're in the colder, wetter, wintry months. You can outside? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's 25 bucks for 18 holes in a cart during the week and $10 more on the weekend. What a deal! Exclamation point. Is that better, Alex? That's better. <laughs> Uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find better rates anywhere else. And there should be some fall tournaments coming up, as well as a par-3 series, kind of depending on the weather, you know, because it's wet outside. Uh, but they are having a sale right now to get a new golf bag of 30% off. You can fill that bag with some tailor-made clubs. Depending on the club you're getting, they're a different percentage off. So head to Homestead for all your golfing needs. There it is. Ooh, I like that. You can hear the bubbles. The bubbles. Oh. <laughs> so we yeah. had another one we almost went to for a mulligan but we decided just to talk about the game instead and that's chargers broncos and you had mentioned it what last week two weeks ago when the streak stopped of 16 point comebacks yeah it was only like 13 or something that week yeah well the chargers are like hold on hold on 16 <laughs> points we'll do you one better we'll go up by 21 well, we got to make up for that one. One week. Yeah. We, not just a two-score game. You know, 16 points. It's tough, but two-score. Easier, yeah. Solid three-score game. 21 points. At halftime. That's like, yeah, that's half, too. And the Chargers gone a Charger. Because up 24-3, they find themselves up 32-24 with the Broncos having the ball, driving down the field, trying to score. And I don't know what it is with the Chargers, but and we've talked about this more than almost anything else on the podcast. What's that? Like uh, they have an identity? Yeah. <laughs> Teams have identities? Yeah. And they just keep finding ways to lose. And they did it again in this one. Um, Locke threw a ball to the end zone, I think, at the end of the game. Got a pass interference called. 
what they can do that they don't just oh don't get me started on that (laughs) um gets the pass interference called so they get a play it's pretty much an untimed down because there's only a couple seconds left yeah you're only gonna get one play anyway um and he throws a touchdown tied 30 30 extra point game 31 30 broncos win Uh, originally called incomplete oh did they yeah i didn't see that part yeah and they reviewed it and he got a cheek in (laughs) nice (laughs) was it hamler that scored the last touchdown Um, i don't think it was hamilton i don't remember who it was i'm afraid to go to espn because it's going to start yelling at me but i don't think it was okwubunwam i don't know how to say that guy's name I will check really no. quick. Fourth quarter, Hamler. That was Hamler. Okay. And for the first half of this game, the Broncos looked bad. Drew Locke looked bad. I think he even he looked bad the first three quarters of this game. Yeah. I want to say what I saw was that he was at 85, 90 yards in the first three quarters passing. And he had 150-something in the fourth quarter. Because <laughs> the Broncos outscored the Chargers 21-6 to in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Lindsay looked good. Yeah. He had a couple good runs. The Broncos threw the ball a lot in this game. Yeah, 41. I guess. And here's the thing. It's not like they went. I don't think that. Oh, it wasn't 24-3 halftime. It was 24-3 partway into the third quarter. Because it was only 14-3 halftime. I had my sat wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it makes it even worse. But for, and we've talked about this a couple times in the past, teams abandoning the run super early for no reason. Yeah. Why do you have 14 rushes the entire game when it was a two-score game for 60-some percent of the game? With two good running backs. I got no good explanation for you. Yeah. Yeah. Got nothing. Two good running backs, and then you're just like, now we're done with the run. Let's go to, like, the rookie quarterback, basically. Yeah, because he didn't start a ton last year, right? No, he like had a five, couple games at the yeah. end. So Let's go to him just nonstop. I don't know. That was bad. And yeah, because Lindsey only had six rushes. Melvin Gordon had eight. Locke throws it 41 times. On the other side, Herbert kind of fell apart at the end of the game. Uh, he still ended up – him and Locke had very similar numbers. Uh, Herbert did throw two picks. Troy Main Pope had 10 rushes for 67 yards for the Chargers. Mm. I don't know who that is. Surprising that he got more touches, at least rushing, than Joshua Kelly did. Yeah. He had seven. Yeah. All three of the running backs had good games. Yeah. Kelly didn't touch the ball a ton. I guess he had seven carries. Yeah, but when you look at his... Overall game, he had eight touches for 25 yards. Because he had negative seven on a catch. Not good. Uh, yeah, that's a long that's a long ways back for a catch, too. Like a screen. It was probably one of those like little bubble what, running back screens where he got hit right away. Yeah, that or he tried to make a play happen. And, and there is the problem with full PPR. He still gets positive points on that play. That's dumb. Yeah, that's why you go with half a point. Because then he loses. Yeah. He should. Because he should get more points just for the catch. No. So Chargers blow this game. They go to two and five. Broncos are at three and four. 
And I think you're going to start seeing some of these lower teams at three and four start making a run at the playoffs with that seventh spot. But it's going to be tough because they're all 14 playoff teams right now, besides the Eagles, are above 500. I was going to say, uh, even at three and four, it's kind of tough right now. A game and a half back. I think they're five and three is the seven seed. I want to say it's the Browns. Or five and three. Maybe the Colts. Yeah, five and three. Yeah. Browns. Yeah, I guess there's only two. The Raiders and Dolphins. Yeah. They're both four and three? Yeah, four and yeah. three. So I guess the, well, the Broncos are the only other ones that are three and four. They're the only ones that are three only and four? Only three and four. Yeah, okay. Then you go Bengals, Chargers, two and fives. Yeah, those. Patriots. Then Texans, Jaguars, one okay. and six. And then the best team. The Jets. Yeah. But you mentioned. You want to know a fun fact about the Jets? Yes, I do. They only have four passing touchdowns this year. Really? I'm pretty sure I heard that today. That's terrible. I didn't get a chance to double check, but I was like, oh, that's funny. Four passing touchdowns? Four, four passing touchdowns. That's so bad. Like, I'm sure. I'm, I want to say LaDainian Tomlinson had four passing touchdowns in a season once. There's quarterbacks that have had four in a game. Yeah, lots of them have had four in a game. That is not helpful. Come on. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Darnold has three. Flacco has one. <laughs> That's funny. That's so bad. How many rushing touchdowns do they have? Three. They only have seven touchdowns. Yeah, Mahomes has more. He had five this week. So he had more than them. The Jets have seven touchdowns. None this week. How many did they have in the that Broncos game on Thursday night? Right? That was like a high-scoring game, wasn't it? Broncos, they had 28 points. I know they had a defensive touchdown because that Desir guy had a pick six. No passing, one rushing from Donald. Oh, Donald had the long one? What were their other scores? None. Well, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, pick six. Oh, it's just all field goals. So they only had one touchdown. The rest was field goals. Well, yeah, yeah. offensively, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, they're bad. That's insane. <laughs> Even when they score 28, they don't do it right. Yeah. All right. You were talking about Cam Newton. We were talking about Cam Newton. And... It seemed like such a Belichick ending to a game. It's 21-24. Patriots are losing by three to the Bills. Patriots come driving down the field. And Cam's looking okay. And just in this situation, you expect the Patriots to win, right? You would think so. Or at least tie it. Like, that's what they that's what they do. They're the Patriots. Right? Yeah. But Cam has a re- what looks to be a really nice run. Yeah. And fumbles the ball. Hmm. At the 10? Maybe give it to the running back. The, they did. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Oh, you mean the running back who had 16 carries for 102 yards? Yeah, it was like dominant. Yeah. Looked really good that game. But no, they didn't want to do that. Uh, Cam goes to run it, fumbles it. Game's over. Game over. Bills recover it. 
can't do anything about it. There's not enough time and timeouts left. So the Bills end up winning 24-21 um, to take a three-and-a-half game lead on the Patriots. But with the tiebreaker, at least right now, it's like four-and-a-half games. Yeah. And they have a game-and-a-half game, game and a half lead on the Dolphins right now. Yeah. Dolphins are four-and-three. Four-and-three, yeah. Um, but do you think Cam Newton's going to keep his job? Uh, he'll have probably one more week. 174 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, 9 for 54 on the ground with a rushing touchdown. He does have a lot of rushing touchdowns, so I'm not going to hold the low passing touchdowns against him. I think we talked about that a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, because once he gets into the red zone close, yeah. they just give him the ball and he runs it in. I do think this game was really wet um, or windy, one of the two. Because Josh Allen only threw the ball 18 times. Yeah, but they ran the ball really well. Yeah, they're 38 for 190 yards. So they averaged yeah. five yards a carry. I think they both had basically the same numbers, too. Yeah, 14 for 86, 14 for 81. <laughs> but the backup Moss got both touchdowns. Um, Josh Allen, 10 for 23. But sometimes it's weird with quarterbacks because bootlegs where you're sacked, quote-unquote. Our three-yard tackles for loss that cost some gambler nine hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> Sorry, that's a different game. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, they should. He should do good next week. They're going against the Jets. Oh, Cam. Yeah. yeah. So he should have a bounce-back game. But yeah, he's he's not looking great this year. No. And a big part of it is like since that Broncos game, supposedly he hurt his hand, and it's been different since then. <clears throat> but, oof. That's going to be such an ugly Monday night game. <laughs> Patriots at Jets. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. Gross. Well, he better do good next week because he ain't going to do good the week after that. Who do they got after that? The Ravens. Yeah. They're going to get killed. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, it depends. They're going to get killed. I'm calling it. Ravens are going to be favored by 10.5 points in Foxborough. Ravens going to throw a pick on like the first drive? It probably. For a touchdown? We'll talk about that later and I'll cry. Um, <laughs> oof. Bills have a week off, which is good because they're going to have the Seahawks next. At least it's in Buffalo. Which that'll be, that'll probably be the game of the week that week. Probably, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, no, never mind. They do not have, I read that wrong. Next week they play the Seahawks. Oh. So, big game coming up for them. We'll go another division game, Vikings-Packers. And I don't think anyone expected the outcome of this game or how it happened. No, it was just one man took over the game. Yeah, and you talked about like Mahomes with five touchdowns. Dalvin Cook almost did that because he had all four touchdowns. <laughs> and he had an insane game. Yeah, he led the team in rushing, receiving, and so if he threw the ball, he probably would have done passing too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't hard to lead the team in receiving. This is like one of the Vikings games from early last season where Cousins only threw like 11 times. He's 11 for 14 with 160 yards in this game. Yeah, 63 to Cook. Yeah. But Cook goes 30 for 163 with three touchdowns on the game and then two for 63 with a touchdown receiving. So 226 yards on 32 touches. That's a lot of touches. That's a lot. <laughs> but, hey, 
you take down the Packers, who have looked bad in back-to-back weeks now? Because they got smoked by Tampa. Yeah. Right? Didn't they lose by 20-something? No, that was two weeks ago. Sorry. They lose by 28 to Tampa, beat the Texans by 15. You should beat the Texans by at least 15. Yeah. And then look bad against the Vikings, who have not been good this year. No, it's I play more of their defense did not look good. Yeah. Giving up that many yards. But essentially, Delvin Cook is Alvin Kamara. Just the system's not as good. I don't know. He can't catch as well. He's not quite as good a catcher, but he's yeah. a better runner. So, yeah. yeah. But you never know because are you ever going to see Kamara get 30 carries in the game? That's true. You won't. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm sure if they were in that kind of system where if you're like, well, instead of 30 and 2, we'll have it be 18 and 12. Like the Kamara games, you see. Yeah. But it's just the same kind of thing where he's shifty, quick, hard to keep up with, all that fun stuff. I mean, Adams had a good game. Adams had a good first quarter. <laughs> well. Or first, what? Uh, he had the first two touchdowns for the Packers. They had the three passing touchdowns. He had all the touchdowns. Oh, yeah. He had the third one late, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that he had the one in the fourth quarter. Third, yeah. third quarter. Fourth quarter. Third quarter? There was no scoring in the fourth. Okay, then Yahoo is just, or Google is just... Never mind. That's an eight, not a zero. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. Need a bigger screen. <laughs> You've just got your eyes fixed, too. Come on. I, um, I can't see up close. Yeah, it was weird. Devontae Adams had two catches for two touchdowns, and he's just kind of slow, and he got that last touchdown. So still has a huge game, but... I just love looking at the Packers receivers names yeah you got sternberger marquez valdez scantling equinemius saint brown tonyan (laughs) (laughs) but according to lafleur they don't need receivers Mm, yeah yeah they do and it cost him in this game because they only scored 22 points against that not very good vikings defense Especially after losing their pass rusher. I don't know. They shouldn't have gotten any pressure on Rodgers. Rodgers didn't have a great game. 40 attempts for only 290 yards. He throws 40 times. You expect 400 yards. Yeah. But then again, when you don't have any receivers. Yeah, there was was quite a few drops that were probably catchable. I bet if Aaron Jones is in this game, it's a lot different story. But he's missed a few weeks now. Yeah. All right. So, normally we put down like four games or whatever for recaps. But this week I have a sec- we have a section on here called the trifecta of ugly. Because you got Steelers over the Ravens, Bengals over the Titans, Dolphins over the Rams. If you would have put money on a three-team parlay to win that, it was like 40 to 1. Well, you should have listened to me and picked Dolphins. Yeah. But did you think it was going to be that kind of game? No. I figured it was going to be low scoring. That was such an odd game. I mean, it would have been low scoring without the the, intercept, or the fumble return for a touchdown and the punt return for a touchdown. And another defensive touchdown. There's two defensive touchdowns. Maybe there's just two special no, teams he, touchdowns. He got it down to the one. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. And then they ran it in. It's not like the Dolphins could do anything on offense. No, they weren't good. <laughs> they just two is twelve for twenty-two for ninety-three yards. That's terrible. 
Gaskin goes 18 for 47, expected against Aaron Donald. Yeah. But then he gets hurt at the end of the game. So that's not good. Maybe they should have stuck with the quarterback that knew what he was doing. Yes. But just some weird goodness. I didn't realize how much Goff threw in this game. Wow. That's insane. Well, they were down quite a bit early. Yeah. And Rams scored the first touchdown. And then Miami had 28 points. Pretty much like that. Yeah. It was right? Yeah, lots of turnovers right away. Interceptions, fumbles. Basically, they couldn't hold on to the ball, so they lost. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the punt return touchdown by yeah. Jakeem Grant. First, first one of the year. It's impressive. I don't think there's too just there's not that many punt returns anymore. No. I think punters are just a lot better than they used to be. Yeah, that helps. And I don't know if there's certain rules they switch for punt returns or anything. I think it's just offenses are better. Punters are better. And a lot of guys, like, they just try and put extra air on it. Yeah. It's like, well, if we can't get it inside the 10, we'll just put extra air on it, and you can catch it at the 25, and it's a 45-yard punt, and there's no return. Yeah, that's the better way to go. Yeah. Here we go. No. Uh, one this year so far. Naheem Hines actually had two last year. And then in 2018, there was one, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven punt returns in 2018. One in 2017, three in 2016, one in 2015, two in 2014. Yeah, there just hasn't been a lot. There's been like 14 punt return touchdowns this decade. I just really? Happen. I thought there was a lot more. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Okay, so 20 this in the last 11 years. Hmm. So two a season. That's not very much. No, that seems that seems low. So it's pretty much one or two a season. Besides the giant 2018 year. Hmm. That's crazy. Would not have oh. guessed that. Never mind. Maybe I should have looked at this a little better. A lot of these guys had two in the same season. Ah. That's why. This is crazy that like certain guys are good at it. Is that right? I don't know. I can't yeah. see your screen. <laughs> yeah. Over half the guys that had a punt return touchdown this decade had more than one that season. Hmm. So chances are Jakeem Grant gets another one this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Better put money on it. That'd be a nice bet to try and make in Vegas. Be an interesting one. Yeah. So Dolphins win 28-17. Shouldn't have won. They go to four and three, drops the Rams to five and three. Five and three, still in the playoffs though, tied for that last spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steelers beat the Ravens twenty eight twenty four. This was the first game in NFL history where a team had been outpassed by sixty yards and outrushed by two hundred yards and won the game. That's and. A big thing coming into this was, like, the Steelers have a great rush defense, supposedly, right? Supposedly. Do you see how the Ravens did on the ground? I haven't yet. 15 for 113 by J.K. Dobbins. 
16 for 87 by Gus Edwards, 16 for 65 by Lamar. So not that good. 47 <laughs> rushes for 265 yards. That's insane. And they lost. Yeah. And did you watch this game at all? Uh, I saw some of the highlights. There were three different times in this game where a big call went against the Ravens by a penalty. And all three times, Romo, who was calling the game, one of the best at doing it, right? He's like, I don't really see anything there. Come on, really? Hmm. It's There's... almost like they want certain players yeah. to win games. Yeah. There's the hmm. hold on the Lamar Jackson had a nice run up the middle for a touchdown. Called back on a hold. They show it. There's no hold. No more than normal. Yeah. But the one that pissed me off the most was Sneed got blown up at the end of the game in the end zone. Yeah, I saw that one. In... Not a penalty on a defenseless receiver? No, only sometimes. Yeah, right. I'm not usually big against refs, like, in the Ravens games. I'm usually pretty even-keeled, but I was very upset during this one. I get upset all the time in the Saints games. Yeah, Seems pretty justified, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you, you are justified in that. You've had some terrible, <laughs> terrible luck. Besides back when you high-load Favre and went to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Different times. <laughs> Last trifecta of ugly. How in the heck did the bagel Bengals beat the Titans thirty-one to twenty? I don't know. I know the Titans had a bad defense. Um, they did just trade for Desmond King from the Chargers. They got him for a six-round pick. But to only score twenty against Cincinnati after scoring tons all season. Yeah, Tannehill just didn't look good. No, Tannehill doesn't have a great game. Henry has a good game, but I think he had one or two really long runs, so he was pretty much bottled up. But as long as it was 21. Oh, maybe not then. I mean, maybe he had a couple big yeah. 21. But just <laughs> it kind of leaves me speechless to see the Titans look so bad against a Bengals team that's not good. Especially without um, Mixon. Yeah. Mixon's not in the game. And you let Giovanni Bernard and Samaj P. Ryan go 25 for 100. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand how they lost. I don't know. This is when we need Brad because he would have watched the entire game. I give the ball to Henry. Let him run. Yeah. And repeat. Um, but I think a big part of it is the Titans just have a terrible defense. Bengals go 10 for 15 on third down. 10 third down conversions in a game. That's, this should never happen. No, that's way too many. Um, only one turnover by the Titans, so it's not like a big turnover swing. Yeah, it wasn't like the Ravens game. Yeah. But I think the answer is time of possession. 36 to 24. So the Bengals just had the ball all game, controlled it, and the Titans' defense was tired, which is why the Bengals could score 14 in the fourth quarter and win the game. Yeah, that's probably a good, pretty good reason. 
So is that going to be the way to beat the Titans going forward is to try and run the ball against them, control the clock, have them be tired, mm-hmm. and keep the ball out of Henry's hands kind of? Pretty much. That's probably the best way to do it. Keep it out of Henry's hands and make Tannehill beat you. Yeah. And we're going to see over the next four or five weeks how good the Titans are. Bears, Colts, Ravens, Colts, Browns. Yeah. All those teams are over 500. Yeah, it's going to be a little tough for them. Right. Tough stretch. Bears are 5-3. and three. Yep. Colts are 4-3. and three. Yep. Ravens are 5-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Colts 4-3 and three again. Browns are 5-3. and three. Yeah. It's going to be tough for them. Let's but, yeah. What, what's their division look like? They're 5-2. and two. Colts are 4-3. and three. Oh, Colts, yeah. Jags are two and five, and the Texans are over one. One, they have one win. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Colts good. are five and two. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, good for them. <laughs> well, then we'll jump to previews and a five and two matchup versus a five and two matchup. Now that I know the Colts are five and two, because the Ravens are traveling to Indy. And so last week, the thing was Steelers supposed to have a super good run defense. Colts are supposed to have a really good pass defense. And I think they just have one of the best defenses in general. Yeah. Getting um, Leonard back this week. He's been kind of banged up. That's huge. That was huge. Trying to see how good their defense is in general. Oh, Colts have the best rush defense in football now. They're only giving up. Or at least in total yards, not in yards per game. Uh, 560 yards on the ground. The Ravens had half of that last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it against the Colts. The Colts also have a really good pass defense, the second best in football. Which shows when you look at total points, they've given up the third least points in football. So do you think this turns into a defensive struggle with the Ravens having the second least points given up and the rape Colts having the third least points given up. Yeah, probably does. Yeah. I think so. Just, um, have the Colts played any real offenses? Jaguars, Vikings, Jets, Bears, Browns, Bengals, Lions. Bears. Would probably be the best one. That was a defensive struggle. Yeah. Last three weeks, the Colts' defense has not been great. Um, give up 32 to the Browns. Well, the last couple, they haven't had Leonard. Yeah. Which is kind of the big Yeah. Um, the Bengals won. That was the weird game where the Bengals were up by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Yeah, I think so. There Wasn't that one 20? Uh, it was 21 nothing in that one. And then the Lions game, the Lions just stink. And he was up 13. Yeah, it was never close. So do you, you think it's going to be a defensive struggle? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll a lot more defense in this one. Yeah. Although I said that last week too. So. The thing to keep an eye on though is the Ravens had to put seven guys in COVID protocol, five of which are starting defenders. It was Marlon Humphrey, Deshaun Elliott, TJ Fort, um, 
Patrick Queen, and one other guy. Because Marlon Humphrey tested positive. So anyone who's in close contact yeah. or whatever. So I'm not sure what they're going to do about that, but it's going to be worth watching. I don't know if they push the game back like they've done before. And but it'd be a good week to do it with the crappy Monday night game that's coming up. There you go. Throw an extra Jets. game there. Yeah. This is the better one. But they're not going to be able to move it early. Or know, would they move the Pats-Jets game earlier because it's the East Coast game? Because um, you don't want to push that game back too far. No, you probably just move it up a little bit. And then have the Ravens play after? You probably make them play pretty close to the same time. Yeah, have it be like where one game gets to halftime, the other game starts. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see. What, if the Ravens are healthy, I think they beat the Colts by like 10. I think they should, but yeah, Lamar hasn't looked great. So It's been very odd with Lamar. It's like, oh, he hasn't looked great. And then you look at his stats, and his stats were better than last year through the first seven games. Turnovers that are, I think, hurt yeah. the most. Just yeah. bad time of turnovers. Yeah. And some of them have not looked very good. But I think part of that is like the the Michael Vick stance when you throw. Is you know you're super athletic with a strong arm. So you can like throw off your back foot and funky angles. And... Yeah. Uh, I think all the matchups we have on here are between winning teams. Yeah. Wow, it's that it's a good sense. week for football. Yeah, there's quite a few good ones this week finally. Hmm. Uh, talked about the Titans earlier. Are they going to be able to rebound off that bad loss to the Bengals playing the Bears this week? Uh, if they couldn't score against the Bengals' bad defense, are they going to be able to score against the Bears? Because the Bears' defense is a lot better yeah. than the Bengals' defense. I don't think they will. I think the Bears' defense is going to probably hold them. I would I would think they would. Um, oh, the Bears' rushing defense actually isn't that great. They have the tenth worst rush defense in football. Well, then I thought it was better than that. That's uh, not good. No, is so their, oh, their defense is just overrated. They have the like the fourteenth worst pass defense too. Hmm. Why have people all year? I've been hearing like media people say that the Bears have a really good defense. Sure isn't looking like it. I guess it's because when you go to points, they are the tenth least points. Yeah, they're stopping them. I guess they're just they're getting them down to the red zone area and just stopping them. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I thought they were good too. And it's even better when you look at points per game because they're eighth there. I think they're giving up just under twenty-one points a game. Yeah. Maybe they've played some pretty good offenses. They held Brady to 19. Uh, they kept the Falcons in check decently. Uh, Colts kept in check. Rams, they only gave up 24 points. Even the Saints took them to it. It took overtime to beat them. Colts didn't give up many there. Giants, you still had Saquon. Yeah, at that point. Well, they're, they're a difficult team to even judge. Yeah. I do think they're overrated. I wish they would have got Fitzpatrick at the deadline. The Bears? Um, 
Patrick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like... The, the, the quarterback from the, the Dolphins, because they need the, a quarterback. I was like, the safety? The Steelers? <laughs> well, well, that'd be very odd. That's the only one that came to my mind. Uh, yeah, they should have. That would have, I think, made them a better team. Yeah. But, so, you think it's going to be a repeat of Titans-Bengals? Or is it going to be a closer game? Uh, it kind of depends. If Titans run the ball 20, 30 times, I think they'll win. So it's going to be <clears throat> Derrick Henry, 25 touches or more, they win? Yeah, I think so. If he's under that. It's going to be close? Yeah. And then do the Bears have enough, I guess, do the Bears have enough on offense to be able to take advantage of Tennessee's not great defense. Hmm. Good point. They don't have much offense at all. No, because Tariq Cohen is out for the year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bears. Bears are in the middle of the pack for passing. Um, they have a terrible rush. Yeah, they're fourth worst rushing team in the league. So, so much for being able to take advantage of that part of it. Like, hmm. I think I'm going to switch. I think I'm going to go Tennessee wins running the ball heavy. They're going to have to. I could definitely see that. Uh, yeah, Tennessee wins this game with 30 rush attempts, and it's like 20 to 17. Yeah. Bears games average 21 to 20. They're very low scoring. Yeah, they've given up more than they've scored. Yeah, just by a little bit. Yeah. By what? Uh, five. Five points? Yeah. So we're on the same page with a close, low-scoring Titans win there? I think so. Okay. Which one do you want to go? Well, do you want to save Hawks for the end? Do you want to save your team for the end? Or do you want to save your new team for the end? I don't care. Right. We'll just keep going on the list. Seahawks, Bills. Um, just like the Rams... Heading to Miami last week. That was the fourth time that they had gone east. Hawks are going to have to go east here playing in Buffalo. I don't know how many times Seattle's had to go east this year so far. But it definitely makes a big difference once you have to start doing it repeatedly. Uh, Atlanta in Miami. So it looks like just twice so far. Yeah. So this will be their third trip. Come on, show me the schedule. But the first one, or one of them, was the first game of the year, so I don't. Yeah, that think one it quite hurts it as bad. And it's been a while. They haven't had to travel far for a whole month now, because you got in Seattle bye week, Arizona, Seattle. Yeah. So you get a solid month on the West Coast. So this is nowhere near like what it was for the Rams. No, no, they're not. But do you think it makes a difference and gives Buffalo a bit of an advantage? Or is Seattle's offense just too much to contain? I think it's going to be too much to contain. And then I think their defense is getting better at the right time and getting healthy. They can't get worse. They were better this week. I mean, they could get worse. <laughs> they could turn into Dallas. but They were better this week, though they were going against a very beat-up team. Yeah. And they still gave up 27. Yeah, some of that was late. Yeah. I'm trying to look at... But they should be getting... Um, 
Adams. Adams back. I saw they lost another defensive end for the season. Or no, got suspended for six games. Yeah, I don't know who that guy was. But. Oh, he's had some tackles, a couple tackles for a loss, a sack. So he's playing, he's playing a handful. I don't know. And then, but they get um, the guy they just traded for. He should oh, be Carlos Dunlap. Dunlap, and then uh, Snacks Harrison should be playing. Is he actually going to play? What I heard on the radio. I don't know if it's true. Seattle is easily, easily giving up the most yards per game. They're giving up 461 yards per game. Jacksonville's second at 424. 37 more yards per game. But they're winning. (laughs) That's the thing. Like You start going down this list, and Tennessee is... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in yards per game at three ninety-seven. So they're sixty-four yards behind Seattle. <laughs> I think. Oh, go ahead. I, was, I just don't know if Buffalo can score that much. It's well, it's going to be unreasonably warm in Buffalo, which might be part of it. Looks like it's supposed to be like sixty-six in Buffalo on Sunday. Which is kind of crazy. <laughs> That's very warm. Yeah. Um, Buffalo's been all right. I think there's a really strong possibility that Stefan Diggs has an enormous game. He's been having a great season. Yeah, he has been pretty good. 54 for 695. It's pretty good for halfway through the year. Yeah. Have they played eight games, Buffalo? Yeah, they have played eight yeah, games. Eight. Uh, Buffalo's actually fifth in passing yards. And middle of the pack and running the ball. But hey, if you're fifth in passing yards and you're going up against Seattle, I would expect... It seems high for them. I didn't think they'd be that high. Passing ball. Josh Allen's had a couple really good games. Didn't last this week. So. No, the last few weeks he hasn't. He must have started off really hot. Yeah, because he had the weird start to the season where through four games, he was the first quarterback in history with like 10 passing and two rushing or some weird stat. <laughs> um, maybe it was more than that. but um, Yeah, their offense has definitely looked completely different the first four games compared to the second four. Uh, 27-31, 35-30, 16-17, 18-24. And Josh Allen hasn't thrown a touchdown since some point in the Chiefs game, I think. Yeah, he threw two touchdowns in the Chiefs game. Uh, Buffalo, did he throw one in this game? No, they ran it in three times. Yeah, it was a... um, They kicked six field goals against the Jets. They ran it in three times against the Patriots. But if you gave me a number of two and a half passing touchdowns for Josh Allen against the Seahawks, I'd take the over. Mm, two and a half. You got touchdowns though. They can get close and then run it in. Well, okay, two and a half touchdowns for Josh Allen. I'm taking the over. Okay, touchdown. No, I'm gonna go under. Oof. I'll go under. <laughs> I don't know. I probably would say over if I was actually yeah. betting, but I don't think they're gonna have a good game. You don't think the Bills do? No. So you think the Seahawks just take it to them? Yes. 
They kind of did it last week with San Francisco. Yeah, they blew them out in the third quarter, right? Yeah, they they had a pretty good sized lead going in. So I think with the players they got coming back, I think they're going to show their defense isn't as bad as it's looked all year. It's got to average out a little bit. They can't be the worst, right? They can't be that bad, right? They can't be that bad, right? <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, and Buffalo wins like 34-31. I'm thinking it'll be 34-24. So Seattle has their best defensive game of the season? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 23 against the Dolphins. <laughs> I was off by one. <laughs> It'll be a late score to get that. Oh, 24. okay. Garbage time touchdown? Garbage time. All right. Sorry, I was trying to think of a transition. Didn't have one. Dolphins-Cardinals is the next game. <laughs> uh, surprising to see at this point in the season, both teams are over 500. But if you ask me, it's going to be ugly. As long as... Because it's going to be really hard to stop the Cardinals. They got a really good offense. I don't think you can get lucky like that on defense and special teams two weeks in a row. Teams usually don't. No, they can try to cause some turnovers, but Murray hasn't thrown a lot of picks. No. Was was he having the fumbling trouble? I thought one of the quarterbacks was. I can't remember who it was now. Uh, Was it Cam? Oh, sorry, you said quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. you know, I'm not sure. Let's look it up and see how many fumbles he has. I love when you type in X player stats and it's like five things down. It's like, oh, here's how many times. Uh, fumbles. <laughs> nope. He Oh, he fumbled twice last week against or their last game against Seattle. But he's only fumbled three times and lost. Okay, then, yeah. Not him. Okay. Yeah. He's so, only lost one of them. Yeah, that was, that, that was their only way of winning, to get him to cost some turnovers yeah. and... But I think there's two huge differences here. Mentioned earlier, the Rams had gone to Miami or to the East Coast a lot. This yeah. game's in Arizona. It's the other way around. Miami's got to come to the West Coast. Yeah. Also, Arizona's coming off a bye. That usually helps. Yeah. Uh, so I think with Hopkins is a monster. Kyler Murray looks really good. He has thrown his fair share of interceptions. He's averaging one a game. But he also throws lots of touchdowns. He's averaging two a game. Plus the rushing touchdowns. Uh, He has that many rushing touchdowns? He's got seven rushing touchdowns. Hmm. That's quite a few. I did not know that. Does he lead the league in rushing touchdowns? Well, Derrick Henry probably does. Yeah. Quarterbacks? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Cam probably has five or six. Yeah, probably five or six. Didn't he have two in the... First two games? Like two in each of the first two games? I don't remember. Because the Seahawks game, he had two, right? And then there was another game where he had two? I don't remember. Not very good at remembering. No, Derrick Henry only has eight rushing touchdowns. Let's see. Uh, Kyler Murray is fourth with seven rushing touchdowns. Cam is fifth with six. six. Carson Wentz. 
is tied for six with five rushing touchdowns. Hmm. Would not have guessed that one. No. Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook has 10, and then Todd Gurley and Derrick Henry are tied for second with eight rushing touchdowns. Hmm. Yeah. So do you think the Dolphins can compete in this game? Uh, if their defense shows up and plays like it's been. Yes. Yeah, their defense hasn't been too bad lately, right? Um, but yeah, they haven't played a whole lot of tough games with the last five. They give up 13 and 31 to Seattle. 17 San Francisco, zero to the Jets. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> and 17 last week. So. so they're doing all right. Oh, they actually have the fewest points allowed in football. 130? Yep. Points against, yeah. But you're going to get, let's see, Arizona has the most yards per game. And they're one of the, they're also very good defense, 146 a game. So Yeah. I'm, yeah, I don't think they can win. Well, I don't think they will win. They there can you go. win. Yeah. So we've pretty much been on the same page, right? Ravens, Titans. Oh, no, we were different in the Hawks-Bills game. Yeah. What surprise. Um <laughs> And then, so we both think Cardinals win. Yep. And then the last game we're going to talk about this week, Saints-Bucks. This is the Sunday night game. Do I remember that right? Is that what I saw? Saints-Bucks is Sunday night. 520 game, so yeah, probably Sunday night. Which It's always nice. It's really nice that the Sunday night game is good this week with (laughs) Patriots-Jets being on Monday night. And that we have like Dolphins Cardinals in the afternoon, Saints Bucks at night. It's two nice back to back games you can watch. Mm-hmm. Um, can the Saints stop the Bucks? Because Antonio Brown is active for this game, and they said he came in and he looks like he's in football shape already. I don't trust him. Well, yeah, I don't. It's probably he's suspended again anyway. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's throwing the punch. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's right. There it is. Bring it back. All right. So he is going right away after the bus. He's going. Yep. He's going to start talking trash and he's going to get punched in the head again. (laughs) He's already in Antonio Brown's DMs just talking trash to him. (laughs) It's going to – I don't know how – is Godwin still out? I asked three questions before Ashley. Well, he's questionable. Because he broke his finger a couple weeks ago, right? I don't know. Chris Godwin broke his finger a couple weeks ago. So, uh, 50-50 chance, but that was two days ago. So, that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, like 50-50 chance the day of the game that he's going to play next week. What What is wrong with some reporters? People are dumb. Yeah, they are very dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's too early to really to know. There's so many questionable guys. Especially with the Saints, right? Yeah, they have a lot. <laughs> like, is Michael Thomas coming back? I don't know. Uh, center? I don't know. Other receiver? I don't know. Rankins? I don't know. Yeah. Everyone's questionable. I saw a thing about the Saints wide receivers that they were going to quarantine their starting receivers or the guys who were healthy just so they wouldn't get hurt. Because <laughs> that injury report with their wide receivers was bad. Yeah. 
They don't have very deep receivers. Well, it doesn't help when your top two are injured or out, right? Because Sanders and Thomas were both out. Yeah. Taysom Hill is now like a starting receiver. He's going off. (laughs) They have five wide receivers listed on their depth chart. That's it. Just five. That's not good. That's not enough. One of them is Taysom Hill. (laughs) One of them is Michael Thomas. They have three receivers listed on their depth chart. Deontay Harris, Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway. Callaway's questionable too. Yeah, that's not good. Not good at all. They might be bringing up some practice squad guys. Yeah, I don't. It's rare to see that many people hurt at that position. Oof. Yeah, questionable, questionable, out, injured reserve. So Traquan Smith and Deontay Harris are the only healthy guys. And Harris isn't a big receiver. No, he's the punt returner, kick returner. So. Over under nine and a half catches for Alvin Kamara in this game as the number one receiver. <laughs> I'm probably going to say under because they're going to be gunning for him because they got no one else. Yeah. Over under. She had shingles. The pain. Oh my gosh. It. it was horrible. The ESPN, ESPN got me. <laughs> I was trying to look up Kamara's stats. And... Say over under Taysom Hill, nine catches. Under. <laughs> for the season, you mean? <laughs> Wait, he's gonna light it up this game. How many how many catches does Taysom Hill have in the season? Uh, he has one, two, three, four, five, five catches. Two of them came last week. Yeah, exactly. Stepping it up, he had a touchdown. It was like a thirty-yard touchdown. Yeah, I know. It was actually a good play. <laughs> I was trying to see how many catches Kamara has on the season. He has nine, thirteen, eight, eight, and nine. In, so he's been eight or higher in five of the seven games. So do you think he gets eight or more catches? Probably, yeah. I don't know if he'll get a lot of yards, but he'll get the ball thrown to him. And... I could see him. I'm going to say he has double-digit catches in this game. Only the second time all season, but he does it. Double-digit catches. Let's get 12. Yeah. 12 catches, 12 rushes. That's probably about right. And Latavius Murray is the leading rush attempts guy on the team for this game. Because um, Kamara is going to be like lined up outside or motioning and moving all around to try and confuse him. Yeah. Got to find some way to get him the ball. He's leading the team in rushes, rushing yards and receiving yards. So Kamara is? Yeah. I was trying to see how many. 431. 556. How many rush attempts does Kamara have? Uh, 87. Oh, yeah. Murray has 71, so he's not that far behind him. Only two per game, pretty much. So, yeah, that's my prediction. Kamara, double-digit catches. And Murray has the most rush attempts. But the Bucks win by 10. Sorry. How could you? Hey, whenever I root for your team... They don't win, and something <laughs> weird happens. I know. I should root against them, too. It's just, they've won more games since I said they weren't going to make the playoffs. There you go. You just got to keep going with it. <laughs> Embrace the hate. Yeah, so Bucks win 27-20, so they win by seven. 
Saints win 27-20. All right. <laughs> so we're saying it's going to be 27-20 in this game, which means it will be neither one of those. It'll be 3-6. to six. <laughs> Both quarterbacks are going to look old and suck. Oh, yeah. What The combined age of the quarterbacks in this game is 83, 84. How old's Breeze? 40. 40, 41. Breeze is 41. 41. Brady's 43. The combined age, when you add in months, is 85. That's old. Yeah. (laughs) So you have oldest quarterback matchup in history easily. And I think last year, the Jackson Mahomes one set the record for youngest or something. I think so. Yeah. Well, if AARP isn't able to stop them, they're probably going to have good games. But it's in Tampa. It's going to be nice. Yeah, it's good for both true. of them. Good for those old men. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for us at our age. It's probably better for them at their age. Yeah. I think that's going to do it. Uh, lots of recaps and previews this week. A couple mulligans. Homestead, Homestead, Homestead. Homestead? <laughs> Uh, thanks to the Chargers for blowing a giant lead and getting us back on track. If there's going to be one team this week, Alex, to blow a lead of 16, who do you think it would be? I mean, there's some good candidates. Yeah, jump like, back to the schedule real quick second. Giants-Washington's always a good one. Someone's bound to do something dumb there. Bears-Titans. Bears go up. 20 to 3 and lose 21 20. That's possible. Uh, Seahawks Bills, just because it's going to be a high scoring game. Broncos Seahawks. <laughs> Broncos Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> Chargers again against the Raiders. Who, who's your number one pick for drawing a, blowing a giant lead? Well, probably Broncos Falcons. Yeah, that's your game. Yeah, but I think I think the Broncos below Falcons come back. Oh, okay. I'm going Hawks Bills. Someone's going to be up twenty four to ten or something. That's a good one too. Because <laughs> either way, Seahawks either blow leads or come back from leads. Yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah, they like having close, crazy games, and giving their fans heart attacks. And... It's fun. <laughs> All right, I think finally. That is going to do it for this week's episode. Make sure to check us out on social media, Patreon, Anchor, all that good stuff. Support us if you like what you're hearing. Uh, Give us rating, review, helps out. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Got anything, Alex? Hmm. Mandalorian was good. Yes. Yes, it was.